Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day and your blessings and provisions, God. Um, Lord, I just want to first lift up those who are um, going through this cold right now outside. Lord, I pray you'd be with them. I pray that uh, they would get the help that they need. And Lord, we just thank you for the amazing team who's out there doing that. Uh, Lord, pray that you would bless this podcast and our time together. And Lord, that ears that would hear it would be encouraged, Father. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Hello, everybody. This is Barry Feeker with the Topeka Rescue Mission. You're listening to our community, our mission, a podcast of the Rescue Mission. We're on December 21st, 2022. Good morning, Miriam. Good morning. What does that remind you of, December 21st? It reminds me that it's almost Christmas. There you go. Okay, ding, ding, you <laughs> passed the test. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, so, and it's kind of been almost Christmas all month long, and even before that with exactly. so many amazing things that are happening. And so we want to talk a little bit of update on that. Sure. And uh, Lamanda, normally, our executive director of the mission, would join us, but she is helping a lot of people prepare yeah. for some weather that's coming. And we want to talk about that. We also have Misty Bosch Hastings with us again, who is our Good director morning. of guest support here at Topeka Rescue Mission. Misty, uh, uh, we want to talk to you about what you do, but we also want to talk about what you even did before Topeka Rescue Mission, how you were outreaching people who were unsheltered. So before that, Miriam, yeah. um, this has been the kind of traditional uh, um Blessing a lot of people, whether yes. they be in shelter, whether they be on the streets, or whether they be out in uh, homes in our community who are in need. Um, you are former director of the United Way. Yes. Uh, you partnered through the Christmas Bureau with a lot of agencies then and Topeka Rescue Mission. Yes. And you came from United Way to be our Christmas coordinator <laughs> one year, right? Yeah, uh-huh. a glutton for punishment. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think that's who I am. <laughs> yeah. So what, what does Christmas mean to you um, in this community, yeah. um, this time of year? Uh the hard parts of it and the yeah. wonderful parts of it. You know, the hard parts of it are far outweighed by the wonderful parts of it, right? Mm-hmm. The hard parts are, you know, you see all these people um, in need, you see families and children and senior citizens, you see all these folks that just have a different perspective at Christmas than some some of the most of us, right? right? That really just don't know how it's going to look. And parents still want the same thing for their children that all the other parents that have access to resources want. And so it's really hard knowing that and to wonder, will we be able to help them? And the beautiful part is we always find a way, not just TRM, but United Way, the community steps forward, different groups step forward. Um, People just kind of come out of the woodwork to make sure that families and individuals are blessed during this time of year. And that's wonderful. And we get to see the joy on people's faces. And we get to see how much it means, not even the stuff, right? Because people ask for such um, basic stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cleaning supplies, buckets. I mean, things that Towel. we don't think about like as Christmas it. gifts, right? But the beautiful thing is, is that it's they get stuff, but they get interaction with people. Mm-hmm. And they get to know that there are people out here that really do care about them, even though they don't always feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, at this time of year, they get to recognize at least for a little bit of time that they are worthy and people do care and people love them. And how do the staff and volunteers feel about this too? Oh, it, it's more powerful than I think I could ever describe. I think you have to experience it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there are words that can really describe the, the filling up of joy and gratitude and humility 
mm-hmm. that you experience as staff and as volunteers as you're helping people and seeing their gratitude and seeing their joy and being able to be a part of mm-hmm. connecting with folks. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just really, the words don't describe it well. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, it's a tough time for people. Yeah. It's also a logistic challenge yes, for a community, is. including the rescue mission. Yes. Uh, but the benefits of doing it, I mean, thousands of people have been helped already this year and Christmas yes. is coming up this Sunday. Yes. And there's still some events going on at Topeka Rescue Mission. Yeah. Um, Friday is yes. coming and there's going to be some... Activities in both shelters? Absolutely. And on Christmas Eve, there's things going on for the unsheltered homeless. And then Sunday is Christmas, Uh and there's things going on. Um, So just trying to make people feel really special. It is a special time of year. Now, we may even have a white Christmas this year, Sounds like we have a good possibility (laughs) coming up. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mary, I know you've been on the phone uh, with um, LaManda, and I have too, and uh, she's on the phone and in meetings with the police chief and the fire chief and the city manager. And so um, talk a little bit about that that is – Coming together, mm-hmm. um, not just Topeka Rescue Mission, Vallejo is involved in this yes. and some others, United Way. Yes. Um, what do we know at this point? Getting ready for a, um, uh, a record potential record-breaking cold snap yes. and snow. Mm-hmm. So what we are trying to do is just make sure that people are ready, that they know about the resources that are out there, that we're giving them resources. We actually started, our outreach team actually started outreaching um, this past Sunday uh, to be able to start giving people a heads up that this is coming. People um, living in uh, living on tents the river. and river, under bridge, right. uh, cars. Absolutely. You um, know, and when you think about living by the river, the ground is moist right now, mm-hmm. which accentuates the cold, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't, it doesn't make it easy to stay warm anyway. So taking them supplies, trying to encourage them um, in different kinds of ways, uh, but also working with other organizations now around the community to say, can we find warming shelters? Mm-hmm. Um, can we do different kinds of things that will help people stay safe? Sure. Because while we're talking about cold that is extreme, we're talking about cold that really could mm-hmm bring about death for people and we don't want anyone to die. And, and it's, it's so heartwarming um, to have the chief of police and the fire chief and the city manager mm-hmm. very, very, very engaged mm-hmm. in wanting to make sure that people stay safe, people yeah. who are homeless. It really is. And, and to offer resources um, yes. in multiple different uh, departments of the city, um, offering to utilize vehicles, um, uh, uh, staffing, uh, yeah. maybe rearrange some things. I mean, this is this is a bit of unprecedented. We've had some great support from the city, but this is like a, an all time wow. This is really this coming is together. huge. This is huge. This is really huge. Uh, uh, city manager Wade and and our chief, both of the fire and, and the police, uh, have got a great working relationship together. And it's not just about those that have homes and right. it's not just about uh, you know the citizens who pay taxes right it's about the most vulnerable too this, this is this is really cool it, it's it's yeah. really cool and you know and it's a huge undertaking too mm-hmm. you know it's a huge undertaking to make sure that we have everything that would be needed mm-hmm. 
not just people and supplies, but a real understanding of, of what we might face mm-hmm. when we bring people together, mm-hmm. you know, and we just want to make sure that we can keep everyone safe. So we're on the uh, verge of Christmas. We're also on the verge of a severe weather event. Yes. And so we would ask for people as they're listening to this, if it hasn't been Christmas already, when you hear this, uh, please pray. Yes. And also, um, if you're hearing this um, on Wednesday, the 21st, or any time uh, here in the very near future, um, there's going to be some needed resources financially. Yeah. Um, we're looking at the possibility of some motel space, mm-hmm. um, some um, additional staff space or staff funding potentially for this, um, as well as supplies. Right. And so um, just to get through it right. and help people um, endure this right. um, in, a, in a safe way. So Absolutely. yeah, a lot of great stuff going on, but we can't just say, oh, Christmas is coming. It's going to be okay. We have to really dig in right now. And so Misty, um, you have a, a long history with the rescue mission before you came to the rescue mission in regards to connecting with us and helping us uh, and also for the uh, folks in our community in great need. And so um, kind of catch us up, you know, uh, what you were doing before you came on uh, Topeka Rescue Mission staff, why you came here, what you're doing today, and then I want to talk a little bit about your your uh, your connections and community with outreach. Okay. Um, so before I came here, I was with the Kansas Department for Aging and Disability Services, and I was the hom- um, homelessness uh, project coordinator. And that allowed me to work locally with um former staff from Topeka Rescue Mission and Vallejo. And that was just my favorite part of the job to be able to go out and meet people. And when the time came when Tent City was on railroad property, um, we were able to get funding to get housing vouchers to get everybody off the railroad property. But what we didn't have was enough household goods for 60 households, I believe it was. Um, it was just something that happened real fast, and there was not enough donations at TRM to help everybody. So I set up a group um, and called it uh, Topeka Helping um, Helping Topeka's Homeless. Sorry, and um, what we did was gathered household items, and that that group just grew, and we just brought enough stuff together to basically give everything needed. Um, for somebody that's just moving in off of the streets. So this was on your own. This wasn't an agency doing this. It was right. you connecting with your friends. Yes. Uh-huh. And that just grew to their friends and their friends. <laughs> and it uh-huh. ended up being a, around a thousand people, I believe. Yeah, that's awesome. Isn't that incredible? <laughs> it was. Yeah. So and, that was um, a few years ago. Yes. And so is this group still in action? It is. And the, and that's where our, our heart for Christmas started in this group was – Everybody really enjoyed having a way to give. I think a lot of people want to give, but they don't really know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So we have really specific needs and and they were able to meet those needs. And, you know, we all feel good when we help others. Mm-hmm. So when Christmas time came, I thought, well, um, people like to give. Let's let's go again and, and see what we can do for Christmas for unsheltered guests. And that's that's what we did. So the first year um a former outreach person from Topeka Rescue Mission and I worked together with some community members to figure out what we would want to do for our unsheltered. And we put together a backpack with a few items and we just went out to every camp on um, Christmas Eve and um, tried to bless everybody a little bit and show some love. And um, that, 
that will that was three years ago. Mm-hmm. So this will be our third year. Third year and yeah. still going out. So so how does it work? Um, you were doing this on your own. You were working at the state, working with homeless issues, but now you're working at the Speaker Rescue Mission. Who does this? So how is this like two separate things, or are you coordinating efforts together with the Rescue Mission? Well, I started, I mean, honestly, from year one, it started with coordination um, with the rescue mission. Um, I was, uh, there wasn't, everything wasn't on the table for us to give out. So the rescue mission stepped up and helped Mm -hmm. out with like, I believe it was hats and gloves. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been a coordination. Yeah. From day one. From day one. So your current responsibilities at Topeka Rescue Mission as a, as a department head. Um, is working with a team of case managers, guest management services, as well as a housing team to help people navigate their stay in shelter and to uh, rehouse them. And has that worked out pretty well, Miriam? It's been amazing. (laughs) It's like like maybe... And I know you should never have favorites, right? Uh-huh. It's my favorite thing that yeah. we do at TRM. Yeah. Why, why is it your favorite thing we do? Because it's not just band-aiding. And not that band-aids aren't important, right? Well, when, we we when don't want people to bleed. Absolutely. Yeah, right. <laughs> we want them to have a place to sleep yeah. and we want them to have food. But what Misty and her team are providing is Again, it's connection, but it's a step toward a future that just could look so different for folks. And that is just so encouraging, right? That it wouldn't just be that people are in a forever cycle of homelessness and instability, you know, but that they have an opportunity to build different kinds of community and have different kind of connections and just have a life that... um have a life that I think some people can't even dream about anymore. So these are folks who have been uh, either in shelter or precariously homeless um, or going to become homeless or whatever that fit a certain definition that, um, Misty, you get the uh, information on them, and then you work with them and the landlords um, to try to get them into housing, which is, which is in and of itself no small task. But then you stay with them. And help subsidize the rent, and you help them to get um, the particular uh, income streams started, whether it be disability or possible jobs or, or whatever. And and the biggest thing is that you love on them, yeah. and they know you're there for them. Mm-hmm. How's, how's that? You know, we had we had a, we had a goal when we started this when mm-hmm. we brought you on, and uh, that goal got blown apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, as far as the number of households that you have been able to move out of homelessness, yeah. How's that feel? Well, when I stop and think about it, um, it's it's amazing. I I it just um, I'm blessed. I, I I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> I I I have a hard time stopping and thinking about the you know the impact because I'm such a doer. Um, but when uh, I do think about the big picture, well, we'll think about the impact. You just okay. do. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll enjoy it. You just get her done. Uh, no, you really should. Um, uh, uh, this is unprecedented about the, um, I think this something like 300 households um, have been, since this began, um, there's been very few that haven't stayed in their homes um, very few. because of that stability that you provide. Um, that in and of itself, Misty, with the team of people that you supervise to move people out of homelessness, and maybe they'll never have to return again because of the support systems that you help them to have on the short run and develop for the long run. Yeah. Um, you're doing that, but also you're still engaged with the unsheltered yeah. out there. Doing yeah, we're housing those folks too, and uh-huh. I, I love that. Uh-huh. Um, we're we're reaching out to 
those that will um, talk to us, and we're getting them housed too. And it's a process. <laughs> One of them is a, is it's been more than three years, but we've we've got a voucher for him. And um, what do you think it took? Uh, it's been three years. <laughs> what do you think it took to get that individual from their particular lifestyle <laughs> decisions that they were making to the place to get them to get off the streets? Uh, my opinion is convincing them that they're worthy of housing. Convincing them of the word. Talk about that. Well, okay. I'll try without crying. But mm-hmm. um, Oh, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Kleenex is on the way. <laughs> um, yes, thank you for that. Um, so what I – there's a, a particular individual that is probably my favorite that um, for years it's been – he has been open and, you know, kind of listening to me like, okay, maybe I'll think about housing, but we get right close to the end. And he says, there's so many other people that deserve this. And, and, you know, I, I tell him you getting housed doesn't mean that I can't house other people. It's, it's not this or that it's all of it. And I just, there's just something that I sense in him that he just feels that he belongs on the streets, that he, that that's what he deserves for whatever um, has happened. And in we his see life. that we uh, see that a lot, don't we? Yeah. We see people that um, don't. Their their biggest issue is they feel so bad about themselves. Yes, that they have a hard time receiving help. Mm-hmm. I'm yes. thinking about the man we've talked about who was dying of cancer, mm-hmm. and uh, he wouldn't go with anybody to the hospital. Um, we've been working with him for a long time, and and uh, um, Adult Protective Services, uh, AMR, Fire, <laughs> TRM had been working, working. He was going to die in a tent probably last year. Um, and then a police officer came along after we worked, 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 and it was cold and rain and muddy. And she said to him, "Sir, I don't know what you have ever done in your life to believe that you deserve to die like this, but nobody deserves to die like this." And then that was the, the turning point for him. Yeah. So there are a lot of people to, to digress there. It you know. Trying to help people to understand. Yes. I would somebody stay outdoors. Mm-hmm. You know, when you come up to them and says, Would you like a home? Mm-hmm. Would you like a bed? Mm-hmm. Would you like would you like this? And they go, No. And yeah. then then, you know, pe- some people say, Well, that's a game or they want whatever. But no, there are people that really can't mentally do it because they feel so bad about themselves. Yes. And part of your job is to help them to reverse that thinking. Yes. And this, you know, this particular man and several others, um, and there's a misconception that everybody is on drugs or um, just seriously mentally ill. And I myself thought that one time, like, who would stay outside Outside that was sane? But then I meet people that, you know, answer these questions. Um, and this particular individual has, you know, never had a felony. He's never been in trouble. He doesn't have any substance use. He doesn't qualify for Vallejo services because he doesn't have a serious mental illness. Mm-hmm. So it's just not feeling like he deserves better than where he's at right now. And that stops him. Yes. From receiving the help until what changes that story? Just pouring into him and just reminding him what he deserves. Um, this particular person, um, I've, he, we were in my office one time working on some stuff for his housing, and um, he told me that he would like to find his son, and I found his son for him. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I met with him the, the week later and I, we were talking at lunch and um, I said, oh, I found your son. <laughs> and, and, you know, I said, and I, I, I was eating and talking. And I looked up and he was crying and I was like, oh, you know, it, for some reason it was because I'm a doer. You're doer yeah, you, you were processing how that <laughs> I was on to the guy. next thing. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. I found your son. Check. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Um, but that had an impact. And then so I, I was like, okay, here's my opportunity. So I said, how nice is it going to be for you to have your son visit? You know, we're working on a telephone this day. He can call you now. We can give him your phone number. And when you get housed, him and the grandkids can come see you. And, you know, so it's just things like that, that, that opening up the possibilities, you know, broadening what he's thinking about himself and what's possible. So that's kind of mm. any parent who's been estranged from a, a child, I'm mm-hmm. sure can relate to what you just said is that they don't know where their kid is. Don't know if their kid wants to see him again or whatever the case might be. Yeah. And there's a void, an emptiness and you stepped in and that was probably his feelings of, I don't deserve. Yeah. And then you said, yeah, guess what? Yeah. Not only have I found your son, but he wants to talk to you. Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome! Yeah. So, was the son in Topeka, or was the son? No, he um, he's in Kansas, not too far away. So you have to do uh, investigative work, yes, uh, undercover <laughs> stuff to be able to bless people. I mean, that's 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 incredible. That's yeah. that's so that was a bridge, an, an opportunity that um, you were able to help this person to understand you really do care. Yeah, and that's what your team does. Yes. Yeah, that's why, Miriam, we can. From our position, we could say, yeah. this really works. And, and it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's, it's really, really works. So, so Misty, you, you've done this um, hundreds of times now since mm-hmm. you've been with the rescue mission. And, um, and, and, and we appreciate you, your leadership, and your team. So let's, let's talk about, uh, let's go back to the streets now. Okay. You guys are going to be uh, blessing some folks uh, in conjunction with the street outreach of Topeka Rescue Mission, Vallejo, and so forth. So describe to folks who maybe have never gone on an outreach before. Mm-hmm. Um, what what that looks like. Paint us a picture. Okay. It looks like a big caravan coming and bearing gifts to people. I mean, there's probably... On camels or anything yes, like that? Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> I wish. How cool would that be? Um, so there's usually five to six vehicles, and we all go everywhere together. Um, so everybody shows up at the rescue mission and um, with the help of outreach, we get a map of where we know camps are, and we just kind of plan out our day, and um, we all go and arrive at every camp. We have someone um, who is Santa every year. His name's Lance McGee. He's a great friend of mine and just has a huge heart. Santa's got another name? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> um, his day job, he's Lance McGee. Uh, he um, really loves to give back to the homeless community, too, and... Um, so Santa shows up and he is um, just really Santa. He's mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he puts he plays the part great, and um, um, we just reach out to everybody. We have a, a backpack for everybody, and in the backpack, we do um, hat, gloves, hand warmers, oatmeal, cocoa, candy, candy canes, uh, baked goods. Uh, we don't buy goods um they're actually home baked cookies and we have cards from different kiddos all around well i want to say all around the city but we had some from um oklahoma 
this year. Really? Um, yeah. That they mailed in cards. I don't don't really know the oh, connection wow. there, but um, yeah, got a got a package in the mail with a bunch of cards made by mm. kiddos and and one. Oh my goodness! On the card it says, "Before you open this, just know you're loved." Written, and boy. I'm a sap and that, that got me, <laughs> that got me. But I just, for some reason, I felt like a card from a kid um, would be really meaningful to me. And so I just asked the group, you know, can you help me out here? And I've got teachers bringing in cards and Sunday school teachers. And so we, um, everybody's getting a personalized card too. How are you received by the people who are living in a tent to a homeless camp uh, in a car? How are you received when you approach them? Um, I've never had a negative experience. Never. Um, smiles or, yes, or disinterest. Smiles, or, hugs, um, tears. Um, um yeah, it, it kind of like family. I think mm-hmm. um, there's <laughs> last year we went to a place where everybody else in this camp said, "Don't go over there and don't talk to that guy." Well, Santa <laughs> doesn't listen. <laughs> that, that was your ticket, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm talking to that guy. Uh, yeah, Santa was like, "Oh, I got it." it is. So I followed, and um, yeah, he was fine. He was fine, and um, he, you know, took. He took our our gift. I think he had to set it down and you know kind of walk away. <laughs> and yeah, you know, that's fine. But um, I love that he was still receptive to us. Yeah, Miriam, we uh, we uh, have so many things going on at Topeka Rescue Mission in regards to helping people. And as, as Misty said, it, it becomes kind of like a task. Yeah. It's the next thing to do. Yeah. But when we stop and think about this, mm-hmm. um, this is really what this is. You know, That's exactly the, why we're here. Yeah, yeah, right. and it, it it reminds me so much of of this message at Christmas time of God sending His Son to show us how incredibly in love He is with us. Yeah, and and then He says to us, "Go do the same." Yeah, love your neighbor. Well, you know, we had we had a board meeting the other night here at TRM, and afterwards, you know, we had talked a little bit about the board and and. Our meetings, they're not on the short side. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> Marathon meetings, yeah. <laughs> Don't ever think you want to be a TRM exactly. board member unless you're going to camp out for one time a month. Exactly. <laughs> but we had the opportunity to, to say to the board members, too, though, that what we want to do is share the blessings that we get to have every single day because of the work that we do. And afterwards, one of the board members said, you know, that's absolutely right, Miriam. You know, I sit on other boards, and it's not the same feeling. But when I come to TRM, I see how God is working, and I get to experience it through your eyes, if nothing else. And I think that's the part of our job that no one can ever really understand till they're here and they have that kind of experience or the experiences that Missy is talking about or that there are children in Oklahoma that care enough to send cards to people who are homeless in Kansas. Mm-hmm. If only everyone's heart was mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, there goes Miriam. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I think I'm, that, It's because I'm sitting in Lamanda's chair. <laughs> <laughs> There's kind of an anointing of tears over there. Well, you know, it's, it's, there's so many wonderful things going on, and I think it's so important that we have these conversations so that people in some way can get a glimpse of 
the who that we are reaching out to, the why we're reaching out to, the complications of reaching out to them, but the value of reaching out to them. Because if there's nothing else that we can do other than to say, you matter, that um, beats all the food and the Mm -hmm. shelter space and even the housing because people people can be housed, they can be fed, but if they don't believe they matter, Mm -hmm. then all that stuff is pretty much uh, meaningless. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why we have so many people have been hurt so much mm-hmm. and maybe make some bad decisions along the way. Sure. Um, um, not everybody out there is an angel, but not everybody who sitting around this microphone is an angel Amen. either. And so me, <laughs> I'm talking about me. Um, well, we'll, we'll and, probably all embrace <laughs> that with you. Not that, not about you, but about all of us. <laughs> but what we, what we have is an opportunity to really have the, the lover of our souls mm-hmm. to um, call us. And to be able to say yes and yeah. to go out and be his representative to bring that love. And Misty, that's that's what you and your team are and the outreach folks are and Topeka Rescue Mission is. And Miriam, you've been with us long enough to see some amazing yeah. angels um, and, uh, and our supporters. And even, uh, uh, like you said, a board member, maybe they can't be out there, but they do get to be a part of this yeah. by helping. So this is an incredible opportunity for people to come together to help people to understand they matter. Yeah. Somebody asked, uh, said the other day, what would be the birthday present that you would really want to give Jesus? Mm-hmm. And that would be to love our neighbors. Mm-hmm. And that's so true. Yes. That's what he said, you know, to love our neighbors. And so, Misty, uh, you, uh, you've been a great example uh, to us here at Topeka Rescue Mission um, for your passion you. um, to help people, whether it be housing or their stay at the rescue mission or out in the streets. Yeah. or um, You definitely are... Um, a, uh, a leader um, that shows by your life an yeah. example. And Thank so you. we are blessed mm-hmm. to have you in this community and also be um, at Topeka Rescue Mission as a leader here. Thank you. Yeah. And you too, Miriam. Uh, you, uh, you know, <laughs> you too. Uh, you're great. Um, no. Okay. How was that for an afterthought? <laughs> No, it's okay. Uh, it's I want, okay. I want, I'm secure. I know you are, Miriam. You just you've been uh, you've been working on budget. Yeah. Um, and yes. so I want to want to end this today to say that uh, we're looking at uh, a need for how many positions at the rescue mission. You um, mean uh, open uh, staff uh, positions? Well, just total. Or if we filled all the positions, how many? On we the would team have we 78 staff. 78 staff, right? Um, that uh, need resources Absolutely. to be able to do that. And so, um, Miriam, no, I just you have worked tirelessly with Lamanda and and board to be able to look at a budget that is um, a lot of money, but it takes a lot of money to be able to have all these facilities, to have all these supplies, to have a volunteer department work with thousands of volunteers, to be able to bring value to people. So Misty has a team of people who can go out yeah. and we can have money to be able to put into rentals and yes. a team to love on people and all that kind of stuff. And so Miriam, what would you say to people right now who might be listening and it's before the end of the year, mm-hmm. or maybe it's already into 2023, mm-hmm. what can they do to help if they can't be on the streets, they mm-hmm. can't be in the shelters to be able to keep people on the front lines? Sure. You know, we need their financial support, Barry, regardless of the amount that they feel like they can give, every bit matters. And at the end of the year, those those kind of last minute tax deductible gifts mm-hmm. are just so greatly appreciated. You know, between now and the end of the year, we really need to raise about another 800000 Is that to, all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's just you a know, few days from now. I know. Yeah. It is. It's not right. very long from now. Yeah. Um, and we appreciate so much all that 
people have done to give to us. Right. Um, they People are incredibly generous. Um, I think I've mentioned before, you know, I have the opportunity to open open checks that people send to us. Mm-hmm. And um, it can be a check for $1.25, which is so powerful to me mm-hmm. that somebody sends $1.25 to us. Actually, I think it was $1.26, beca- which was even better, mm-hmm. right? Because then mm-hmm. you know we'll it's sacrificial. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then other gifts that are much larger, right? But it takes all of them. So um, between now and the end of the year, if people can give, we would greatly appreciate it. Yeah. You know, we're talking about this cold weather stuff that we're doing right mm-hmm. now, planning and, and looking for warming shelters and figuring it out, figuring out how can we convert some of our spaces and that kind of thing. Those are not things that ever get built into a budget. Those are things we just have to react to. Um, and we know the Lord will provide. Right. We we are confident and we know that he will do that through so many of the people who are listening right now. He will provide as long as uh, people listen. Right. And uh, you don't have to, but you get to. Right. And uh, we are so blessed. We don't have to do this job. We get to do this job. Right. You don't have to give, but you get to give. Yes. And so $800,000 is like a miracle need between now and the... 31st yes. of December. It of just has to be postmarked in December. Okay. All right. So postmark if, that. If Get that thing in the mail. postmarked in December. That's right. If you drop that thing that Sunday evening uh, in the mail, uh, or I guess it'd be Saturday. It'd be Saturday. Be Saturday. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not good on dates. On Saturday, the 31st, um, and it's postmarked, then it still gets counted yes. for 2022. Um, if nothing else, it's about value. Mm-hmm. It's about value. And so um, if you really want to be a piece and a part of something very significant of what you've heard today, then uh, you can do that um, through volunteering, through praying, maybe material items that you have, and yes, the financial giving. If you'd like to know more about how to give, you can go to the website at trmonline.org. That's trmonline.org. Maybe you get our newsletter and you haven't read it yet. Go ahead and open that thing up. There's an envelope in there that you can actually send it. Make sure it's postmarked by uh, the 31st of December. Um, I uh, can say all this with great um, um, uh, fervor now. No longer the director of the rescue mission. I can be a fundraiser for the rescue mission. (laughs) And this is powerful. People here are sacrificially working. You get to be a part of sacrificially working to help people to know that they matter. Misty, Miriam, thank you. And uh, pray for the weather that's coming, that we will be out there uh, to be able to help people to be safe and possibly get them into housing. Thank you for listening to our community, our mission, and you and your family have a blessed Christmas.